Climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power of Young People to Change the World. I'm actually your host for today's show. I'm Julie Rogers Baskin, filling in for Amy Muirs, who is here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio. Our show's goal, as the intro mentioned, our show's goal is to explore how young people are using their ideas, their, their creativity, and their, their voice to shape a better world, and how we as adults can use that power of, of their energy and service learning to really have an impact. Today's guests, I'm really excited, today's guests are two Campfire members who have been participating in Campfire for many years and serve on its youth advisory cabinet. Just a a quick history. Campfire got its start as Campfire Girls in 1910, founded by uh, two people who believed girls deserved the outdoor learning experiences that boys had and wanted to help guide young people on their journey to self-discovery. So it's about identity, about um, building uh, leaders and, and young people getting to understand themselves. While Campfire was America's first multiracial and multicultural and non-sectarian organization for girls. It did become co-ed in 1975. Since then, all youth are welcome at Campfire. And in some of the, the information I've been reading about Campfire, that's one of their core values is inclusivity. They're now, um, I think, 54 chapters, or they call them councils across the country, where they do far more than just camp programs. The focus is really teaching youth the life skills they need to succeed and thrive now. And I'm pleased to welcome Emily Smith from Texas and Joelle Schmitzinski from the state of Washington. I'm especially eager to hear our guests' stories of their leadership, their learning, and their service to, to their communities. Emily and Joelle, before we get started talking more a little bit about Campfire and your role in the Youth Advisory camp Cabinet, I'd like to hear a little bit more um, about each of you. Uh, could you tell us how you spend your time when you're not involved in activities with Campfire? Emily, can you can you uh, start us off? Uh, yes. Um, so outside of Campfire, I'm involved in gardening club through my high school, as well as I am a class officer. So I organize different events throughout my class and throughout the school um, to raise money for different events to host. Um, I am in JRPC where I um, lead different cadets and people through Mm -hmm. whatever it is we're doing. Um, as well oh i'm also in student council so we plan different events throughout the school as well um we come up with different dress out days for the school we come up with different days to appreciate faculty staff um students whatever it is just to get our community more involved in school events and anything else 
Well, I would imagine that a lot of the things that you learn in Campfire are transferable to all of those leadership kinds of activities. So we got a gardener uh, on our call today. That's great. Shout out to those agrarians out there. Um, uh, Joelle, tell us a little bit about you and tell us uh, uh, the kinds of things that you're interested in in addition to Campfire. So outside of Campfire, I'm very interested in theater. And so currently my school is putting on a spring play festival which is led by student directors. And so I'm a part of that. I'm in a book club. And so it's with a ton of people across like the country and the world. And so we'll read and exchange books and like talk about how we feel about them, our opinions on them. Um, I'm really interested in music and like connecting the world through music and like similar music tastes. Um, I'm a huge fan of hiking and taking my dog on hikes. And then with Campfire, I do a lot of programs with that involving like volunteering at weekends. And I think that's about it. Oh, boy. I think that's a lot. I think that's a a lot, Joelle. What what is the play that you're putting on right now? Um, Well, I'm in a play called Country Gothic. I do not remember off the top of my head who wrote it, but it's about like this small, very cultish environment in somewhere in the country. And so essentially we're sacrificing someone for the sake of the valley. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And, and, you know, what I'm hearing from both of you, is there's lots of different kinds of young people who are drawn to campfire to do, um, to be involved. So um, Emily, I'm going to um, pop back to you. Campfire's mission is really to provide youth with uh, opportunity to find their spark, lift their voice and discover who they are. Um, could you tell us how Campfire did that for you and what young people do when they engage in Campfire? Uh, Yes, ma'am. So with Campfire, before I started, I was always a very quiet, shy kid. Um, I didn't like talking to anybody. I didn't like being outside of my mother's area. If I was put anywhere else, I would literally throw a tantrum no matter what, which sounds bad, but it's how I was. (laughs) Um, But through Campfire, I kind of learned how to be a leader. I've learned how to put myself out there and how to not restrict myself from anything, whether I think it's something I can't do or it's something I know I can do. Um, I'm always able to put myself in that position because of Campfire. It's taught me my leadership skills. It's taught me my um, speaking skills, my just literally anything that could help me become who I am today. It's because of campfire and it's because I've been in it for so long. I've gone through the program many of times to where I have just gained those skills and put them to everything that I use. Very, very cool. So what is, what's your spark? So I think that's kind of a hard question for me Mm -hmm. only because I, care about so much um what's one thing that you're care that that you're really excited about I think the last thing I had talked about was women's rights um it's something that I care about a lot that I that I know will affect me personally so I am going to come out and talk about it I'm going to be passionate about it and I am continuing to try and take a move on anything towards it. 
And it sounds like um, some of the skills and, and, and experiences you've had with uh, Campfire, that's really going to help you take those next steps. Uh, Joelle, I, I'm, I'm curious, I hear that you have been involved in Campfire for a long time. In fact, that your family has been involved for three generations. How did you get engaged and what do you remember when you first became part of Campfire? Okay, well, I was on the phone with my mother this morning, and so I found out that our family's been involved for four generations. Wow. So it was first my great-grandfather who was on the board for my local summer camp, and then my grandmother, my mother, and then me and my siblings have all been in campfire groups and have worked at campfire summer camps. Very cool. So um, did you, what, what was the first thing that you remember when you got engaged when you started becoming a campfire person? Well, my very first experience with campfire is when I was young, my mother would take me with her because she worked at a campfire day camp. And so she would take me there with her. And I think my first full memory of a campfire experience was I went with my sister to like, she was winning an award for being in a campfire group which is kind of similar to Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. And so I don't remember exactly what her award was, but I remember thinking that she was so cool for getting that and I wanted to be exactly like her. You know, uh, the, the people around us, we have such Im- impact on um, other young people. And I, I know that you two, both of you, are having a real impact on, on the other young people that are coming up through Campfire um, and in your community. So... So, Joelle, what's your spark? When Campfire talks about uh, igniting that spark, what's your spark? I think that's a really difficult question to answer because I think I'm still finding a spark. Mm -hmm. While I have a general idea of what I think it might be, Campfire is really helping me, like, push those limits and still find out, like, what else is out there and what more I can do and how I can further, like, develop my spark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry to throw you both a tough question, but that but you both are saying that this this organization is really helping you find uh, kind of dig deep and, and identify those things that are important to you. I appreciate that. Emily, I know that Campfire offers programs to connect young people to the outdoors, to others and to themselves. What have been some of your experiences at Campfire? Um, one of my experiences has to be probably um, all of the times we have went to day camps and spoke with other children. It's something that we've done every year since I've been with Teens in Action. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would go, we'd read books to them, and then we'd do little activities with them. Um, and I know there was like a time where we read this this book about um I don't remember what it was but we ended up making catapults and it was like the funnest thing we had ever did and like I was probably having more fun than the kids were but (laughs) it was really fun that's cool that's cool Joelle how about you do you have a favorite story of some outdoor experiences with campfire I think my favorite story is I met at a camp, I went to this summer camp. And so I met this really amazing person there. And I think I'm pretty sure I was about nine or 10. And so I didn't really have a way to keep in contact with them, but like we hit it off and we got along so well. 
And so then this past summer, we met again. And so we were able to like exchange contact information and keep in touch. And then this next upcoming summer, we're going to be counselors and training together. And so I think it's really cool that campfires allowed me to make connections, lose them, and then reunite them. Hmm. And and this whole uh, sense of connectivity is is really important, I think, to young people. Um, uh, so tell me a little bit, uh, Joelle, about uh, counselor in training. You, I think we call it a CIT. Tell me a little bit about what you're going to do this summer. Um, so being a CIT is essentially preparing me to be a full-on counselor. Mm-hmm. And so I'll spend a week like co-counseling with a real counselor. And so I'll get those experiences of, and like how to deal with ch- young, oh my gosh, sorry, and how to deal with young children. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go through like workshops and trainings and learn how to build skills that will help us work with kids. That's very, very cool. Well, thank you both for joining us in this first section. We're about to take a brief pause. And when we return, we will continue our conversation with Emily and Joelle and learn about their youth advisory cabinet. If you're a young person or an adult, you'll, you'll hear more about what youth voice looks like at Campfire. So stay with us and the power of young people to change the world at Voice America Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Again, my name is Julie Rogers-Bascom. It's standing in for Amy Muirs. I'm with the National Youth Leadership Council, NYLC, and today... I welcome Joelle and Emily, young people from Campfire. Before the break, we were talking about some of the opportunities with Campfire. The outdoors, being with others, and getting to know yourself. I'd like to turn to the topic of uh, the Youth Advisory Cabinet, with bo- which both Emily and Joelle serve on. Um, one of your adult 
partners, uh, and we at NYLC talk a lot about youth adult partnerships, wrote to me, and I quote, we know that growing up is hard, and that is why we connect young people to the outdoors, to others, and to themselves. Honoring the power of young people is one of our values and why having a national youth advisory cabinet is a priority for us. That really speaks, unquote, that really speaks to me. Emily, tell us a bit about the youth advisory cabinet at Campfire. What does it do and how did you get involved? Okay, so YAC, the youth advisory cabinet, is a group of teens from pretty much all around mm-hmm. U.S. Um, from different councils, um, along with a couple of people from the head of Campfire, so um, the CEO and all of that. Um, and we come together monthly to have meetings about what they could do to kind of help Campfire, what they could do to just help everyone I guess in a way mm-hmm. um, something that we we just come together and just have a conversation mm-hmm. how'd you get involved um so I was I've been with campfire since I was like maybe 10 years old um okay. and so I know the head like ever since I've continued with campfire and the head of our program um she suggested it to my um coordinator from teaching action was like she was like oh maybe she'd do be good with this and it was something I piqued interest in um it was mm-hmm. it was something that I knew that could get me more involved with the campfire and which is something that I've always wanted to do um so it's like I, I read more into it and I was like oh this is a good idea so I kind of just was like okay let me do this and well, I, Emily, they are lucky to have you on board because I know that you bring a lot to the to the table, as we like to sometimes say. Joelle, what else would you like to add? How did you get involved? What are some of the things that you do on the advisory cabinet? Um, well, I got involved through my siblings. My sister served on YAC, and then my brother is also currently serving on YAC. And so I think the main thing we do is we just kind of we give like youth input to the to the national headquarters about what kind of changes we want made. And so recently we were discussing cultural appropriation within Campfire, which is a big problem, and how we are working to make amends to that. And so like the art the Campfire CEO and he was he's really great. And so he was asking us for our opinions and we really just give input on all sorts of areas. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word. Um, it, work, it, works for, it works for me. That must give you guys a real sense of that your voice matters. I'm, I'm wondering, Emily, what's it like working with adults who run Campfire and the board of directors? What is that like? So for the first couple of months, I was, or not even the first couple of months, the first month, I was honestly a little scared. I was mm-hmm. a little intimidated by these people. Um, cause I mean, they're high up people, they're older than me. Like, what if I say something wrong? Um, but like actually getting to start to talk to them 
was really cool how they like involve us and everything and they always ask our questions like how do we what do we think about this um what do they what do we think that can make things better and knowing that it's going straight to the people that are all the way up there was it's it's good knowing that your voice is being heard not only from your council but as well from the entire board you know, I really think of that, what you all are doing as being of great service. Yes, it's a great experience for you, but it really is a service to a lot of the other young people at Campfire. Um, I, I'm wondering, Joelle, what surprised you about this experience and working with adults? What, what Were there any ahas or um, things that really surprised you? I was also very anxious when I first started. But I think the cabinet, I mean, everyone there is so welcoming. And so we're talked to as if we're equals and it's like age doesn't matter there. And our input is like extremely valued. And what we ha- what we think and what we have to say is so important. And so I think that really surprised me because I was expecting, I don't know if being talked down to is the right way to phrase this, but expecting them to treat us like we're teenagers but I mean I feel like an adult in that situation and I feel like I can have one-on-one conversations with any members in YAG and be like truly heard. Boy being being heard uh, I, I hear that from young people in the work that I do that that's really an important aspect of of having a youth adult partnership is being heard and being able being able to trust Emily, what are some, I think you've mentioned a few, but if you could talk a little bit about some of the issues or concern that the staff and the board look to you for feedback. Yes. So in our last meeting, a big thing that we did talk about was cultural, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, appropriation. And it's something that not only Campfire has struggled with, but like everyone around us has struggled with, um, whether it's just simply taking on something from a culture that we weren't supposed to take that isn't ours, that doesn't involve us that to do Mm -hmm. saying something. Um, but we were asked like, what do we think about this? Or like, how do we feel about it? And it's, really big problem with campfire but it's something that we are trying to work towards um with different councils um and there's some out there some councils who are like okay well this is wrong so we're just not going to do this anymore there's some that are like um i don't know how i feel about this and there's some that like are are like no this is what we're doing and this is how it's going to be um but it's it's something that we're trying to talk about and trying to overcome with mm-hmm. our past. So did you bring up the issue or did the adult say, we really, we know this is an issue. So guys, how do we, how do we approach this? So was it, did you bring it up or did they? They did bring it up. Um, so we were asked a couple questions regarding it and regarding a couple other issues. Um, and I cannot remember what they were because it's been a little while. Um, but I remember cultural appropriation was a big one that we did talk about. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think there's been, um, uh, I think, a growing awareness in lots of um, 
organizations who are really looking at uh, uh, our community as a whole. Um, Joelle, let's go. Let's hop over to you. Well, over your time at Campfire, how has your voice supported the organization? What ch- like what changes have you seen? Uh, what kind of input have you had? I think this was also discussed at the last meeting, but I've experienced that like Campfire will make some claims and then not follow through with them. And so, so far in my time with Campfire and like as they've listened to our input and our frustration about this, they've definitely started to make moves and to make progress towards fixing those problems that need to be solved. And so I think just like, I've really seen like a change with our input being valued and like, I mentioned this before, but being like really heard Mhm. Mhm. And since your um uh, since your family has been involved for generations, four generations, has the yak been a part of uh how the organization has uh, approached their programming? Could you I don't know that question. Yeah, I and and that might be uh, difficult to to answer, but I'm just wondering um has yak how long has yak been involved? Uh, how how long has there been a youth advisory cabinet at Campfire? Do you know? Um, I believe it's been at least 30 years. Okay. So it's been a around for a long time. It's been a long, that's a very long time, very long time. So Emily, what do you hope that you accomplish during your time at YAC? Um, I hope we're just able to get across to a couple councils. Um whether it's just over little things or big things, whether it doesn't really matter. I just want to be able to make a change throughout campfire, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's good or bad. I hope it's not bad. It probably is going to be good. It has to be good. Um, <laughs> but I think just making any sort of change throughout, throughout it, whether it's small or big. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see a real, I hear a real commitment in your voice to continuing to grow Campfire. So a uh, voice is important uh, for all young people to feel comfortable. How about you, Joelle? What do you hope to accomplish during your time at Yak, on Yak? Um, I know in my local summer camp that I spend most of my time at, culture appropriation is a very big problem. And so I hope that Yak is able to have enough influence to help not reverse that, but make amends to some of that and make amends to the culture that we've disrespected. Can you, can you say a little bit more about that, Joelle? Um, it sounds like you're, you're doing some work on that in maybe in your, at your council about um, cultural appropriation. Yeah. Um, I think at the moment, it's been more discussions and so like land acknowledgements. And so before every meeting at or every single YAC meeting, we always go over land acknowledgement. And so it's the same for my local summer camp. I mean, it's we're on stolen land. It's land of Native people that we've built this camp on. And so... Oh, I don't know how to phrase this. Well, that to me is a really big change. And and I really see the work that you're doing in Campfire. That is trickling down to young to other young people. So they become aware of, of 
some of the things that have happened in, in our past that we need to reckon with, that we need to address. So I really appreciate that. And again, I really see that the time that you have, both of you have spent on the Youth Advisory Cabinet or on the YAC is a real service to other participants and a service to your organization and a model for other young people to learn and grow by finding their voice. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Joelle and Emily, two young people who are on the Youth Advisory Committee at Campfire. So stay with me, Julie Rogers Bascom, on the power of young people to change the world. Voice America Empowerment Radio. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, If you're just joining us today, we're talking with Joelle and Emily, two young people who have been involved with Campfire for many years. In this next segment, I'd like to hear from our guests more about leadership, youth leadership, what that means, why youth leadership is important, and what it looks like at Campfire. One of Campfire's philosophies I've read about is the importance of preparing kids and teens for the future, but that young people are leaders now. That real that resonated with me because they are leaders right now. We learn a lot from listening and asking questions of our young people. Um, Emily, how would you define leadership and how does did and does your experience at Campfire develop your leadership skills? Leadership is something one has. It's um, not only are you trying to have people kind of not in a way listen to you, but as well acknowledge you and what you're doing, but you're also listening to what people are saying, uh, what people are doing. Um, So it's not just about, your leadership, but it's also about what people can do to affect your leadership and what 
Absolutely. I think that is such a great example in the way you put it, because it's really not about what you want. It's about how, how you bring together everybody to get um, to get things done. I think everybody uh, everybody has something to bring. Everybody has a leadership style. So tell me, how did some of your experiences at Campfire develop your leadership skills? Um, yes. So like earlier how I had mentioned our occasional trips to day camps um, and talking with other little kids and mm-hmm. being able to have those little bonding moments um, but there was also always a point in time before our, uh, I guess, activities had begun um, to where we needed someone to read a book. Um, and it was something that a lot of us didn't want to do because it's like public speaking, terrifying, so mm-hmm. scary. Um, so I, I kind of just put myself out there um, And it's something that over the years I was able to do better and better with Campfire. They're they're pushing me out there and being able to figure out how I want to talk and how I want to listen. So it helped me interact not only with the kids, but as well with like the book and being able to like explain it to the kids and have that conversation with them no matter what it's about. Well, I, I love what you said, how to talk and how, how to listen. You know, you also talked a little bit about how when you were before you were maybe quiet and shy. And I think experiences when we're uncomfortable, it really gives us a chance to exercise that, that muscle, that, that um, uh, maybe it's a, a, a get comfortable muscle, but it really gives an opportunity to develop those skills. And those are skills. We're not born being automatically uncomfortable. I think that's a really cool story, Emily. Thank you. Joelle, tell me um, about some of the other uh, skills that you developed as part of this experience, either as a camper or on the yak. So why, why do you, uh, so tell us a little bit about skills, the skills that you developed. I think so far with Yak, the like most important skill that they've helped me develop is strengthening my voice. And so like having confidence in the power of my words. And so just knowing how much what I say can affect like the world around me. Um, so it was more of my local camp that I volunteer at, I think it's definitely helped me connect with those younger than me because while I'm not that old, I still, I mean, everyone younger than me, like we have the power to like change the future. And so like, oh, this is kind of cheesy, but like we're like the children of the earth. And so really it's important to support the world around us. So it's like healthy and good for the children. Yeah, absolutely. What you said about um, strengthening your voice and the confidence in the power of your words. I think that that's really, to me, that's a, um, a real grounding in, in the importance of this kind of work. I think about the word, you said power, and I, I was thinking about empowerment. And I think this word is actually aligned to the name of this radio show. Um, and at, at NYLC, we often talk about youth voice. And I'd like to use a definition from Earth Force, which is another service learning uh, organi- organization that uses service learning. They talk about youth voice. They define youth voice as supporting young people 
in taking a leading role in their own education through inquiry and applied learning in partnership with adults. And it means having an important role in determining the question or the problem, not just in determining the answer or the solution, and sharing that role with adults rather than acting in, in isolation. I think things that the youth adult partnerships is a concept that uh, I think has, is really evolving and has changed certainly since it was when I was a young person, because it was stand and deliver when I was a young person. So I'm, I'm curious, Emily, what are some of your passions and the issues you care about and your ideas for using your voice for change? Um, so something that is big around me is, um, housing, um, Mm. like affordable housing or yes. Mm Um, I guess, um, there's, there's a lot of people on these streets who cannot afford housing or just not in the position to, take that step into anything um well and certainly the the pandemic has had an impact on people's finances and that certainly has been uh an issue and i I think when you and i were talking a little bit before you were talking about um well you mentioned women's rights but you also mentioned something about don't say gay or the trans work how how are those um acted upon in your uh, community? Are those, uh, is that something that is um, people are joining others and, and trying to have an impact? Okay, so with the women's rights, I believe it was, okay, at the end of last year, there was a bill passed and it was, I think it's, or actually, it, yeah, it was the Heartbeat Act that was passed and it was a... Um, it was something that it, was, it prevented abortions after six weeks or after the birth is known of. Mm-hmm. So it was something that just, it, it hit me in the wrong way. And it just, it, I knew it affected me. So it's something that I knew I needed to take a stand out of. And there is a organization that is called Women's March. And on a certain day, Um, there was marches all around the nation um, Mm -hmm. in in my city thankfully we had a women's march around our downtown area um, and that was that was one of the first marches I've ever ever been to and it was something that I I knew I was I was really passionate about Um, well, that's very, very cool. Uh, I know that that kind of experience is life-changing. When you, when you stand with other people who have beliefs that you're um, uh, trying to, to get out there and, the, and some of the, the policies and the, the other issues in the community you're trying to take a stand against, I really, I really admire and salute you, Emily. Joelle, Let's talk um, a little bit. You, you had mentioned earlier uh, in, on the show here about youth voice, and I was, reading, I was reading something that you wrote, and you said that you define youth voice as the collective opinions of young people 
as a collective body. The diverse views come from many perspectives, regardless of how different they are or where they derive from. Oh, this is a really powerful statement. How has Campfire helped you strengthen your voice? How have you taken action in your community? I think, as I mentioned earlier, and then you mentioned, like, really, like, empowerment. And so, like, feeling empowered about the impact my voice has. Campfire's definitely helped me a lot with that. Um, Outside of that, it's helped me build my confidence, again, not just with the power of my words, but, like, with myself and who I am and how I express my identity. Campfire offers such, like a welcoming environment where I feel safe enough to express that and who I am. In terms of how I've taken action in my community, I mean, as I mentioned, I volunteer a lot at my summer camp. And so with that, there's a special family weekend. And so that is where families with different abilities and so a lot of disabled people will come. And so we offer kind of an altered version of camp for them where they they wouldn't be able to get one somewhere else. And so I've helped like design activities that anyone of any physical abilities can do, or not just physical, any mental abilities. And so really just a whole range of not strictly able-bodied people. And so how we can modify our environment to fit their needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, we we were talking about this before about discomfort. Sometimes discomfort can lead us to places we never would have expected. Were there some experiences, Joelle, you've had that you were uncomfortable and you had to demonstrate some of the skills you learned through Campfire? Oh, that's a tough question. I think definitely my first yak meeting, I was very uncomfortable because it was such a new environment. And so, I mean, I was like, I wouldn't say I was scared, but I was nervous about what was going to happen because I had never experienced something like this before. And then my first, my first experience volunteering with Campfire was at another one of the weekends. And so I was very uncomfortable because I didn't know a lot of people there. I only really knew my brother who was also there. And so I had to go out of my shell and to go like, talk to other people and meet new people and make those like important connections that I need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that now that you're, you were able to do it at um, in a campfire situation, how has that transferred to other places in your life? Um, like at school or other places that you, that you might be uncomfortable in? I think it's definitely helped me with school. I mean, I'm a very anxious person, so I get nervous in, like, situations with a lot of people. And so I go to a very large school. And so, like, Campfire really shoving me out of my comfort zone has helped me a lot in being uncomfortable in situations, but still having to take charge and go, like, talk to new people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of, I, I think, the people at Campfire who are listening to this are probably really excited because... That's what this program is about, this and uh, Campfire and other 
programs. It's about building and supporting young people with uh, developing those leadership skills so they can go out and do more, so they can be the, the people that we're going to be leaning on because we know that the young people have the, uh, the solutions to some of the problems that we haven't been able to, see, to, to, to fix. I, I've been around long enough to know that we need some more help, and we're looking for you guys to help us. Now, we need to take one last short break, and when we come back, we'll get some final reflections from Emily and Joelle. So stay with me, Julie Rogers Bascom, on the power of young people to change the world. Remember, you can follow the show on social media at nylc.org um, or um, you can, on social media, nylc.org, or find us at nylc.org. We'll be right back. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, Getting Started in Service Learning, a book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real-world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit nylc.org to learn more today. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm standing in for Amy Muirs. My name is Julie Rogers Bascom. And in our last few minutes, I want to get some final reflections from our new friends, Emily and Joelle, from the Youth Advisory Cabinet at Campfire. I want to hear what their hopes are for other young people on taking leadership roles, on getting involved, and in finding their spark or their voice. Emily, um, do you have any advice for other young people who are looking to tackle an issue they care about? Um... I think the biggest piece of advice I could give anyone is to not give up. Um, no matter what it is you're you're working towards, um, just keep going towards it. Talk to as many people as you can. Um, find help. Uh, just keep going. Don't give up because if you give up, then there, you did nothing. You did all that work for nothing. So just keep going. Yeah, that what resonates with me, what you just said, Emily, is, you know, talk to other people. I think it's important sometimes to gather as much information and to gather support. As you said, ask, find help. We're not having to do all these things by ourselves. And that's why 
groups like Campfire are so important for young people so they can connect with each other and find um, solidarity and find uh, people who can um, help them tackle the issues that they want to tackle. Joelle, what thoughts or ideas do you have for other young people who want to get involved in making the world a better place or want to step into a leadership role? I think you. Sh- I think they should definitely look at local at places local to them, and so find organizations and communities near where you live that are working towards something that you're very interested in and then definitely research like lots and lots of research and so find out really how you can make a change and what specific actions you need to take um along with that i think i mean volunteering is very important because you're doing a service to the world and so not only are you benefiting those around you you're also developing your own sense of self not quite sure if that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I think being of service to others is one of those um, activities, those experience, it's an experience that helps you find yourself. Um, I, I think there's lots of people who, who would absolutely agree with that. And also a comment, I think the research part, when you're talking about, you know, find out more information, Oftentimes, we come up with an idea or a project, and we need to take a look and see what are the things that need to be done? What do we need to make sure that that's the kind of project that needs to be done? It's sort of the ready, set, go instead of just go. So I really appreciate you talking a little bit more about that. Thank you so much. Emily, what would you offer? Now, we're going to switch gears here. What would you offer to adults listening who who might want to engage young people in in a youth advisory committee, what would you, uh, what are some advice? What, what, what would you want them to know? Um, the biggest thing is listen. Um, we have something to say, uh, no matter what it is, but we just want to be heard about it. We want to get our voices across. We want to make a point. We want to let it be known how we're feeling, how, we see things, what we want to do, who we want to become. And it's always, we're always going to rely on these adults to help us get that way. And having that adult listen to us is the biggest support we could have no matter what. So listen, that's really it. Well, the, and, and you're so right on because quite frankly, the research tells us that for young people to be to feel like they are succeeding in the world in life, they need caring adults. Um, and part of showing that caring is really listening, listening to young people, asking good questions. Joelle, what's on your take on advice for adults? What would you say adults need to know about working with you? I mean, I 100% agree with Emily. It's just they need to listen to us. I mean, I've definitely experienced adults dismissing me and my opinions just because I'm young. And so no matter your age, you still have experiences and those experiences are 100% valid no matter what they are. I mean, I think it's really important for them to understand that the world that we live in is, oh, I'm never good at phrasing things. I mean, the world that we live in, it's, it's what we have to grow up in. 
And so if it's a bad environment and we want to change that, be the adults won't let us, then, I mean, they need, they need to let us do that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really do think when I look at the young people in our world, that the leaders, the people who are uh, the Greta Thunbergs of the world, the Emma Gonzalez, the people who are working really hard to make change, I have a lot of confidence in um, in the world. Now, any here's your chance. Any shout outs to adult, adult allies who have supported you? Any Anything, Emily or Joelle, you want to shout out to anybody in particular? Joelle? I mean, definitely shout out to one of our YAC leaders, Julia, who's in the Zoom with us. And so she's giving us some tips and like cheering us on through the chat. And so it's helping so much. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Julia. How about you, Emily? Any adults, any other adults that you would like to reach out to and, and give a shout out to? Um, like Joel said, uh, Julia, she has been sitting here the entire time cheering us on. You can do it. Yay. It made me, yeah, it was kind of great. Um, and also my Teens in Action director or leader, Connie, she has helped me since day one. Um, and she has helped me become who I am today. Your stories, both of you, are so inspiring for me. And it's also a good reminder for the adults who are listening in that we have a lot of, we have a lot to give. We have a lot of opportunity that we can, um, uh, a lot of our skills and talents that we can share with young people. Thank you both for being here today. Now, for those of you who are listening, if you didn't catch the full show today or, or hear last week's show, I encourage you to check out the podcast. You can download it on any Voice America show page or find it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeart, any of those places where you get your podcasts. And I also want to remind you that it's not too late to register for the 33rd Annual National Service Learning Conference, which will take place in person in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the University of Minnesota campus on April 20th through the 22nd. This conference will also include a virtual day on April 27th for those who can't travel to the beautiful land of 10,000 lakes. So visit nylc.org and get registered today. Now, next week, I'm really excited about this show coming up next week. We have another great episode planned. Minnesota Secretary of State Steve Simon will be joining the podcast along with some amazing young leaders who are engaged in civic action. You'll definitely want to tune in for this. So mark your calendars for Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and to remember and remember to join us as we serve, learn, change the world. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Power of Young People to Change the World. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.